Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Mornings with Ron. You know, it's been a pretty amazing week. I had an opportunity to attend some uh, life events and talk to some people that I didn't even know were actually listening to the podcast. Then I heard from some people that the podcast was getting them through some difficult situations that they were experiencing over the past week or at this point in their lives. You know, and that really was a validation for me why I do these podcasts every week. It's not like they're not a lot of work, but they're not only satisfying for me, but they're satisfying for so many other people. And I appreciate you sharing those comments with me. You know, for the past few weeks, we've been doing the uh, podcast Life Lessons, uh, just some general information and sharing that uh, things have gone on, uh, gone on in my particular life or things I've talked to other people about that are hopefully some way resonating with you as well. So with that, let's get on with this week's podcast. This first message um, came as a result of a quote that I saw that said, collect moments, not things. And I titled this message, Is Your Life Collection in Balance? As we go through life, we are often afforded the opportunity to collect things or moments that contribute to a full and satisfying life. Many people choose things because they believe that's what makes them happy. Others choose to collect moments that create memories that last a lifetime. And at the end of the day, which of these do you think make for a happier person? I like gadgets and things as much as the next person. It's funny though, the things that I choose to help fulfill my life. I buy clothes and wear them for years. I would bet there are shirts in my closet that I've had for 10 years or more. I also like the latest gadgets and things that add to my at-home experience. However, I really believe that if material things were what I base my measure of happiness on in my life, there would definitely be something missing. What works for me is to balance things with moments. People know that I love traveling, especially with friends. Those trips create moments and memories that I draw on when I need that little life pick-me-up. I can't imagine a possession of mine filling that void for me. And I would venture to say that anyone that solely relies on possessions for happiness would tell you that in reality, something is missing in their life. At the end of the day, a satisfying life is about balance. When we find the things that contribute to a full life and then find the right amount of those things that balance each other, it's really only then that we're able to live a life that completes us. If you feel like your life may be a little off, think about all the things that make you happy and then determine if the balance of those things is lopsided. My guess is that once you bring them all into balance, you will start to live a more rewarding, satisfying, and harmonious life. This next message came about as a result of a quote that I saw by Pythagoras. He said, the oldest, shortest words, yes and no, are those which require the most thought. And this message I titled, yes and no are powerful words. You know, recently I was thinking about just how powerful we are as individuals. And as much as it doesn't feel like it sometimes, we are the ones that are in total control of our life. Two simple words are all that we need to control our destiny, alter our life path, and keep us on track to achieving our goals. Those words are yes and no. Now when you think about it, they are the true power to everything. When we say yes, hopefully we have made a commitment, done our analysis, and know that it's the correct path we need to take. When we say no, we understand that it isn't the right path for us and that there must be alternatives. Where we sometimes get into trouble is when we say maybe and then let others sway a decision that may not have necessarily been the right decision for us. When we truly understand the power of the words yes and no, we also understand the importance of not giving up that power to anyone else. 
Once we do, the ability to control our own lives and its destiny go with them, which often leaves us with a life unfulfilled. I believe at the end of the day, no one wants to give the power to control their life to someone else. We just sometimes lose sight of who we are and what we are capable of while second-guessing ourselves. There have been many times over the years where I've been in a relationship with a person, job, or situation where I forgot that I had the ultimate power to say yes or no. I let others make decisions for me, and it rarely wound up in a good situation for me personally. It was only when I said enough was enough that I truly took the reins of my life path and understood that I was responsible for my own satisfaction. If you find yourself a little off course, sit down, look in the mirror, and say those two words to yourself out loud. Tell yourself that only you have the power to use those words on things that affect your life and take back ownership of your life path. It is only when we truly believe that we have the ultimate power that we see that our life really does belong to us. I saw this message on the side of the road that said, before you judge someone, make sure that you're perfect. And so I titled this message, Keep the Stones in Your Pocket. If you've ever wondered how I figure out what my message for the day is going to be, I can tell you that many times it comes from one of you. Something you said, one of your posts, or a message you have sent triggers something inside of me that allows me to share with you on that particular day. And this message was no exception. When I look out into the world, I often question what has happened that we have become a society that is far quicker to judge each other rather than support and uplift. We seem to be able to find everything we can that is wrong with an individual, yet finding the good and recognizing it takes way too much effort. It's as if we've become so perfect in our own minds that no one can even measure up to us. And this is especially true in social media, where people can hide behind a screen and exert their wrath, often never even letting anyone know who they are. The old adage about glass houses and stones reigns more true today than ever. Somehow we have lost the humility and humbleness that once defined us as a caring and compassionate society. Teachers will tell you children are getting more difficult to manage. Employers will tell you employees are getting more demanding while wanting to do less. It's become harder to get people together for the common good. But all is not doom and gloom. There still exists a compassionate population wanting to do good in the world and leaving it a little better off than we found it. People who care for each other, and often for those they don't even know. Those who have the humility to know that we are all one people and none of us is perfect. We know that through our faults we become better persons and thereby set the example for others to do the same. I see it every day in the Bring Smiles to Seniors program. When we learn to judge less, support more, and have the love and compassion that defines a truly great generation, it is only then that subsequent generations follow suit. It is also why it's so important for us to set the example, keep those stones in our pocket, and support and uplift each other rather than tear each other down. That is what makes a great generation. I was in a store and I, I saw this plaque that said, one day when my children are grown, I hope they still come through the front door without knocking. I hope they head to the kitchen for a snack and slump on the sofa to watch TV. I hope they come in and feel the weight of adulthood leave for them, for they are home. For my children, my door will forever be open. So I titled this message, Is Your Door Always Open? How lucky are we that we have or had parents and grandparents that have done exactly this for us? Those that have provided that safe haven that gives us a place to escape from reality and pressure of the world. A place that allows us to travel back in time, relive moments of our childhood, 
and just be one with the world. I think about this every time I go home to my parents. They still live in the house that I grew up in, and I often still sleep in the same room that was always mine. And as I lay there at night falling asleep, I am transported to another time and place where things were simpler. I know that no matter what, that bed is always there for me, the front door is always open, and there will always be a meal on the table for me should I need it. Years ago, when I was in my poorer days, there were times when I would go days without eating simply because I didn't have the money. When my parents found out about this, you can imagine how that went over. Every time I would go home, they would have me go grocery shopping in their pantry to ensure that I was going home with food in my cupboards. Every time I am home visiting them and go into that pantry, I think about that and know that it is one of the many reasons that I have such a compassion for doing for them and others today. There are so many people that never get to experience the wonderful feeling of knowing that door is always open. For one reason or another, they've been estranged from their families, something they did when they were younger caused them to be exiled from their home, or they just grew up and lost the need for their families and forgot the value family brings to their lives. However, there are so many where the families still mean the world to them. They understand the benefits of being in each other's lives and sharing as they grow. One of the reasons that I made Connecting the Circle of Life one of the missions of the Bring Smiles to Seniors program was because I saw a need for ensuring that children always remember those that paved the way for us. I felt it was important for them to understand that our elders are to be honored and revered. We tend to forget the elderly in the time when they need us most, and when we ensure that our door is always open as much as theirs is or was to us, it is only then that the safe haven we all desire will be available for all generations. This final message came about as a result of a quote by Brian Tracy that said, Integrity is the most valuable and respected quality of leadership. Always keep your word. So I titled this one, A Life of Integrity is a Life Well Lived. In a world where it's currently hard to determine what is true and what is not, it's become even more important to be individuals that are true to our word. It is also important for us to maintain our own acceptable level of integrity. In everything we do, we are measured on how we follow through on our commitments, how true we are to our given word, and how we exemplify ourselves as leaders. At the end of the day, our integrity is everything, and we are the ones that are in total control of it. Throughout my career, I have mostly been in account management positions where I was responsible for taking care of the company's clients. In the course of that job, I had to make promises regarding deliverables, ensure that contractual obligations were met, and that clients' needs were taken care of. To the client, I was the company, so my ability to deliver on my promises consistently put my personal integrity at stake. As you can imagine, this can cause a lot of pressure at times as you try to maneuver through large organizations. Yet at other times, it could be incredibly rewarding when you were able to line up all the necessary elements to deliver on the things that were promised. Well, this is often mirrored in our personal lives. Friendships, relationships, and personal connections are all centered around the ability for us to portray a level of integrity in all our actions. Over the years, I've encountered people who could not tell the truth if they tried. One lie becomes 20, as the need to tell lies to cover previous lies increases. Rarely have I seen these individuals be successful in their personal or professional lives. And even if they are, it always catches up with them at some point, and the dominoes start to fall. Individuals with integrity are usually quick to spot these types of people and find a way to weed them out of their lives. That is, if we believe in true integrity and honesty. Living a true, honest life with integrity is easy. 
If you're being true to yourself, you don't need to exert all the energy that's required to live a life full of lies and deceit. It also means that you never have to apologize for who you are because you are living your life. An individual's integrity is like gold. If you have it, the world is your oyster. If you lack it, your life path is going to be a long, lonely road. And there you have it, our life lessons for this week. You know, it's always good for me to go back and review some of these messages. Some of them I have uh, put together well over a year ago, but they remind me of my own life path and my own life journey and the things that I try to work on to make my life all that it's supposed to be. So I hope as I'm delivering these to you, you find some nugget in here that helps you in something that you're dealing with in your own life. And always, I appreciate you listening in every week. And as you go out into this great big world of ours, always, always remember to be the reason that someone smiles.